Hello everyone and welcome to episode 91 of the Unlocking British English podcast, a podcast where I talk about a variety of different topics in real British English so that you can improve your listening comprehension, learn a little bit more about British culture and about how to learn languages more effectively. My name is Shane and in today's episode we're going to be talking about the nation's favourite takeaway, the British people's favourite takeaway food, which is of course fish and chips. Uh, British consumers, British people, eat approximately 382 million meals from fish and chip shops every year. Nearly 400 million meals of fish and chips every year are eaten by British people, which is equal to one meal every two months for every single British person. So if you, if you average it out over the whole population, on average, someone has fish and chips every two months, which is pretty pretty often, pretty regular, uh, especially for a takeaway food. And so, yeah, in today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about fish and chips, about the history, where it came from, the importance of fish and chips uh, within British culture, because uh, fish and chips have actually had some surprising um, influences, let's say, on the on the British culture, or some surprising uses within the British culture. It's taken on some uh, deeper meaning in some aspects, but we're also just going to talk about... Um, well, yeah, just about just about everything. We're going to talk about fish and chips. So, um, yeah, uh, before we jump into the episode, though, I actually just want to start by saying uh, a big thank you. Uh, and I want to say a big thank you just to all of you guys, to all of the listeners. Um, so we're recording episode 91 at the moment, which is pretty cool. We're coming up pretty soon to the 100th episode. Uh, and the podcast is, is still growing. People are finding the podcast every day. Uh, it seems like lots of you are enjoying the podcast podcast um, and it's it's really cool you know um, I didn't really know what to expect when I first started this podcast I didn't know how many people would be interested if it would get you know any listeners at all really uh, and you know now we've got people listening from all over the world from Brazil from Japan from Vietnam from India from Spain from Germany um, yeah and, and of course many other countries um, and it's just really cool and I, I really appreciate it so I just want to say thank you to all of you that are listening, uh, I really appreciate your support and I really hope that this podcast is is helpful for you guys. Um, if you would like a way to engage a bit more with the community, if you would like a way to be able to connect with other listeners of the podcast, with, to connect with other people who are also listening to this podcast and who are also learning English just like you, uh, well the best place to do that is in our private learners group. We've created uh, a private learners community. so. Um, a place where you can, like I say, chat with other members, or sorry, other, yeah, other members of the group, other listeners of the podcast, other English learners, and also with me. You can chat with all of us, uh, practice your English, make some new friends, uh, and connect with, with more people who are trying to achieve the same kind of goals as you. So if that's of interest to you, if that sounds interesting to you, then you can join our group for free. You just need to click on the link in the description wherever you are listening to this episode, uh, and you'll be able to download the app for free uh, and join straight away so yeah uh, if you're not already in our group it would be great to have you there so um, yeah 
please consider joining us. It would be great to have some more of you. So, um, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, like I said, today we're going to talk about fish and chips. Uh, very, very popular here in the UK. Definitely one of the things that we are famous for. Uh, of course, there are fish and chip shops and, you know, fish and chips is eaten in other countries. Um, certainly more so in countries that used to belong to the British colonies. Uh, but it is really quite a British thing. We, we eat a substantial amount of fish and chips uh, and it's, it's very common to find here uh, and so like I said a lot of fish and chips eaten every year nearly 400 million meals every year um, 80% of British people visit a fish and chip shop at least once a year and 22% will visit every week so 22% of the country will go to the fish and chip shop every week um, and there are lots of places that they can go there are over 10,000 fish and chip shops in the UK um, and that number 10,000 is way more than even McDonald's or KFC or even both of them combined there are more fish and chip shops in the UK than there are McDonald's and KFC combined and probably even more uh, of those other fast food restaurants so it's something that we yeah we really do have a lot of so well let's start with the basics right what are fish and chips it might seem very obvious but let's just clarify what we're talking about um, so when we're talking about fish uh, and chips it's not just any fish it's usually uh, a white fish most commonly it will be cod uh, sometimes it will be haddock which is another type of uh, white fish when we say white fish we're talking about the meat like the actual the meat of the fish inside um, so usually it's it's going to be cod, um, which will be deep fried in a batter, uh, and will then be served with with fried chips, of course. Um, so there's a little bit of debate over where they actually come from where you know the idea of fish and chips as this meal as this takeaway meal first started uh, some people think it happened in London and other people say that it happened in Lancashire which is in the north of England um, it is believed that the first official fish and chip shop, the first official shop that was built just to serve fish and chips, was opened in uh, a town called Mossley, which is near Oldham, which again is in the north of England, uh, let's say near to Manchester, just to give you a general idea. Oldham is very near to Manchester, so uh, the first fish and chip shop is, is believed to have been opened uh, there in the year 1863 um, in in Oldham. However, there is still an argument for for London, um, you know, being the birthplace, let's say, of of fish and chips, um, because they're actually in in Charles Dickens's uh, Oliver Twist in the book Oliver Twist, which was released in the year eighteen thirty nine. So it was released before this first fish and chip shop opened in Oldham. Um, Charles Dickens actually uh, he actually mentions this idea of this fried fish place, this fried fish shop um, that was you know 24 years before so um, there's a little bit of debate because you know we hear it mentioned in other things but uh, it either started in the north in Lancashire or in London uh, but uh, but it's believed that the first fish and chip shop the official first fish and chip shop was in the north uh, that was opened in the year 1863 um, and the popularity grew you know pretty quickly by the year um, 1927 so 
you know, some some 50 years later, there was uh, 35,000 fish and chip shops. So it was something that uh, became, you know, very popular very quickly. Um, and fish and chips were, well, the, yeah, this the, the meal of fish and chips, they were also one of the few foods that weren't rationed during World War II. So, uh, during the war times, especially during World War Two, there was a lot of food rationing here in the UK, which means that um, everyone had a specific portion of certain food. So you might get, um, you know, a loaf of bread, some milk, some cheese, I don't know, you know, a few basic items and everyone would be given the exact same amount. So, you know, you couldn't buy lots more. If you had more money, everyone was given the same amount so that we had enough food to go around, right? Because of uh, the amount of money and time and things that were being put into the war effort. Um, yeah, we had to, to kind of ration food, make sure we could send food out to the soldiers and all that kind of stuff. Um, so a lot of foods, most foods were rationed, meaning you could only get this specific amount of a certain food. Uh, but fish and chips wasn't. Fish and chips wasn't rationed during World War II, so you could you could get more of it. Um, you know, and one of the reasons for that is because the government kind of recognized and appreciated um, how much of a kind of boost this uh, this meal was. You know, it was kind of um, it was something to look forward to. It was like a bit of a mood lifter, a bit of a mood booster. Um, you know, it was the food that people that people liked. It was affordable. And so, um, yeah, that was it was. Um, one of the few foods that wasn't actually rationed during during World War Two, and that's um, which is quite interesting. Um, and another reason is is all also because um, we have a good supply of of fish um, in in the waters in the seas around the UK. So it's something that we could get um, quite easily, and we could we could supply it quite easily. So it didn't necessarily need to be rationed quite as much. Um, but there's actually quite another interesting little anecdote, little story from um, this kind of wartime period um, to do with fish and chips. Um, and that's the, the, the term fish and chips, this phrase, it actually became something quite meaningful for the people that were fighting in World War II, um, especially in the later years, uh, there was a kind of code. It was used as a kind of code by the British soldiers. Um, it was a way for people to kind of identify each other. Um, so one British soldier might shout out the word fish, and then he would wait for a response of chips, and that would let him know, you know, where his his fellow soldiers were, where his support was. He that would let someone know if if a soldier was on his team, on his side, or if it was uh, an enemy soldier, uh, one person would shout fish, and if the other person then replied chips, you would know that they were British, they were on the same team. So um, that's something that I didn't actually know before I sat down to do a little bit of research for this episode, I found that um, quite interesting. So, um, you know, fish and chips has, has formed quite an important part of British culture through the years, um, not just as it as food, but as like a recognisable um, 
a recognizable thing, a recognizable part of the culture. You could shout fish and hear the respond chips and, and that was something, you know, it was a simple, easy code that everyone was going to know and everyone was going to recognize because everyone knows and likes fish and chips. Um, so yeah, that was another kind of interesting thing um, that I found while I was doing a little bit of research for uh, for this episode. So um so well, we we know what fish and chips are, uh, but how do we eat them? So well, I mean, from a literal sense, uh, it's quite straightforward. Um, generally speaking, most people will eat fish and chips with their hands. You can eat fish and chips with a fork, with a knife and fork, you know, kind of sat at a table or, or something like that. Um, but usually you'll eat it, you know, with your hands. You can just kind of, obviously the chips are easy to eat and you can just break up the fish and eat that with your hands. Um, and it's usually done like that because, again, it's, it's a kind of takeaway food. Um, and when you buy fish and chips here in the UK, it usually comes wrapped in this kind of paper. Um, <clears throat> it's not like paper that you would write on, but it's this different kind of paper. It's wrapped up, um, and there's two ways you can you can receive your fish and chips. Uh, you can get it wrapped up as if it were like a parcel or a present, so it's it's like closed, right? So you can carry it, you can take it home or take it to wherever wherever you're going to eat. But you can also have it like open wrapped, so. Um, this might look something like uh, like a bouquet of flowers, for example. You know how sometimes you have like a, a little a little group of flowers, a little bunch of flowers, and they're kind of wrapped in that sort of maybe in plastic or in paper, but with uh, the open top, so you can see the flowers coming out of the top. Um, well, they'll do a similar kind of thing for you at the fish and chip shop. So you have this kind of almost like a cone shape, uh, and obviously they put the fish and chips in, and so that way you can you know just hold that cone hold that that bit of paper and and eat the fish and chips quite easily um uh, out of that so you know the literal way of, of eating fish and chips is is pretty simple I, I doubt many of you will struggle with that and obviously it's just personal preference um you know for some people it's seen as almost a bit kind of posh to eat fish and chips with a knife and fork like to sit the idea of going to the fish and chip shop, buying fish and chips, taking it home and sitting at the table with your with your plate and eating it with knife and fork, it's not the weirdest thing in the world. Obviously, there are people that do that, but for some people, it's like a bit, it's a bit posh, it's a bit unnecessary, it's a bit too much, right? Fish and chips is a bit of a, um, you know, it's a simple, easy kind of meal. So, you know, but that side of it is, is of course, just a... Uh, just personal preference and it, and then in terms of how we eat it you know with what do we put with it what do we have with it um, again it's quite a simple um, a simple food a simple meal so um, some people won't have anything with it they'll just have fish and chips just plain by itself um, but the most common thing that you'll put on it will be salt and vinegar um, first and then you know occasionally people will like to have uh, a sauce so tomato ketchup or, or different uh, mayonnaise or different sauces and things like that um, some people will have lemon juice with the fish because you know lemon and fish is quite a common combo but to be completely honest most people will literally just have fish and chips with salt and vinegar um, and it's funny because I've seen a lot of like uh, foreign people when they come to the UK, especially um, you know if you if they come from a country that has uh, quite a lot of uh, food culture, um, when they come to the UK and they buy fish and chips, some people are surprised that it's 
like it, they think it's quite plain it's a bit boring maybe there's not that much going on um, I guess again that's sort of down to personal preference but I guess for us as British people we just we don't really need much else with it, it you know the the fish and the chips with salt and vinegar is, is usually fine a little bit of sauce and um, yeah it's all good we don't need to worry about anything else um, there are other things that you can buy from the fish and chip shop uh, apart from just uh, like fried fish you can also get um, usually you can get burgers and, and, and pies and different things like that often you'll have sausages and and uh, deep fried sausages battered sausages as well um, so there are a selection of different things it's not just this you know one type of fish and chips but that's the most common pairing this uh, this deep fried cod along with along with the chips um, and so yeah um, there are some extra little kind of accompaniments that are, that are usually quite typical with fish and chips. Um, one of them is what we call mushy peas. Um, I guess it's quite literal, right? It's in, instead of just normal peas, like little green peas that you would have, um, you know, that you would just boil up. These are kind of mashed together, so it's not like a it's not like a sauce. It's not like a complete liquid but it's not, you don't have the individual peas by themselves, if that makes sense. Um, I personally don't like mushy peas, but Olivia does. She often gets mushy peas when we go, uh, when we go to the chip shop. Um, curry sauce is another very common sauce that you can get from the fish and chip shop. Um, I don't really know how to describe to you what curry sauce is, so if you're interested, you can look up the ingredients online, but that's quite common. Um, and then, yeah, there's, you know, li extra little things maybe, um, but that might depend on, you know, one one fish and chip shop or, or another. Um, and, well, speaking of, you know, the individual fish and chip shops, you know, I mentioned that there are uh, over 10,000 uh, specialist fish and chip shops um, in the UK, um, and what's what's quite interesting and what's quite cool about these these fish and chip shops is that um, in the UK it's very very rare that you find like a chain of fish and chip shops so there are a couple of little chains of fish and chip shops that you can see in different cities and different places but usually they're they're local places they're individual standalone you know small businesses um, and uh, I'm not sure if there are other factors that, that go into this, but I think that one of the main reasons is that uh, fish often is something, in the UK at least, is, is something that's locally sourced. A lot of the fish that you will get, um, that you'll be able to buy in that area, probably comes from somewhere quite close by, because uh, we have a lot of waters uh, around the UK that are, that are good for fishing. Um, and so... I guess that there's there's not really the necessity, there's not really the need to make these big chains. Maybe it's harder to do so because you're not going to be sourcing all of your food from this one place. You know, I, I imagine, you know, with McDonald's, for example, maybe they'll have a contract where all of their beef comes from, you know, one or two factories, one or two manufacturers. Um, that's potentially going to be harder to do with, with fish and chips. So uh, it's something that by its nature is a lot more kind of local. And so 
you know, every fish and chip shop, whilst fish and chips in general are always quite similar, every fish and chip shop's a little bit different. Uh, everyone, of course, believes that their local fish and chip shop is the greatest fish and chip shop in the world. Uh, in in my case, it's actually true. Uh, my my local fish and chip shop where I grew up in Gosport is awesome. Um, I don't know if there is an official ranking of fish and chip shops, but of course that would all be subjective. So um, yeah, that's another really cool part of it is that you you will often find you know a lot more personal local small businesses uh, as opposed to a lot of other takeaways which which might be bigger chains bigger businesses um, so so that's quite cool um, yeah so we talked about how to eat fish and chips um, but there's also we can also talk a little bit about when to eat fish and chips so there is of course um, you know your your own uh, personal preference uh, you can eat fish and chips whenever you want um, but it's actually been quite a long-standing tradition in the UK that fish uh, fish and chips is eaten on Fridays um, of course like I say you know people will eat fish and chips on on other days as well but a lot of people you'll see fish and chip shops a lot more busy on Friday because a lot of people will go and get fish and chips on Friday. Um, there are a few different ideas as to why this is. It might just be that, you know, Friday is, is the end of the week and so we want something nice to kind of mark the end of the week and, and uh, fish and chips is, is usually pretty cheap, uh, especially compared to a lot of other takeaways. So that's a good thing. Um, but it's uh, a lot of people think that this tradition, this idea of eating fish and chips on Friday um, actually comes from the Roman Catholic belief that meat should not be eaten on Friday. So instead of having meat, you would have fish. So um, yeah, it might be a combination of a few things, but uh, a lot of people feel that that is kind of the main factor, or that was one of the main factors in, in starting this tradition. Um, and so again, lots of people will eat fish and chips all throughout the week on different days, whenever they want it, whenever they fancy it. Uh, but it is quite a long-standing tradition to have fish and chips on a Friday. So um, yeah, if you if you ever come to the UK uh, looking to have a, an authentic fish and chips experience, then if you can, try and have fish and chips on a Friday just to make it that extra bit British. But um, yeah, like I mentioned, uh, they're, they're a very popular takeaway um, in part because they're usually you know quite cheap. Um, of course, it's going to vary, but you know, it's just for a portion of chips, you're probably going to pay, you know, one pound, one pound fifty, something like that. Um, and you know, these will be big portions of chips. You know, quite often, um, me and Olivia will buy one portion of chips and we'll share them between us. Um, admittedly, maybe there are people that eat a lot more than me and Olivia do, but uh, yeah, these are big portions. So it's not like when you go to McDonald's, you buy chips for for a pound or for ninety nine p, like that's quite a small portion right you can't you, you most people certainly wouldn't share uh, a normal size portion of chips from mcdonald's but a portion of chips from the fish and chip shop is you know it's quite a lot of food so um that's another bonus but they're they're actually um they're actually quite well let's say it's not the most unhealthy takeaway right so as as takeaways go as treat meals go fish and chips 
you know they're 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 quite good. There's quite a lot of stuff that comes along with them. Now, of course, it's all deep fried, um, which you know adds lots of unhealthy fats and things like that. So it's not like this is you know a super health food. If you eat fish and chips every day, you're probably not going to do very well with your health. Um, but of course, you know there's lots of good things that we do get from fish. There's lots of uh, essential vitamins, vitamin C and vitamin uh, B12, which are both very important. Uh, for, like for your health, uh, for, new, for your um, oh my god, what do you call it? Your immune system, right? Your the system that you know, protects you from like colds and flus and keeps you healthy and things like that. Um, and lots of healthy fats that also help your your brain and your nervous system and things like that. So. Uh, again, it's not a health food, it's not a food that you should be eating every day, but if you're comparing uh, different takeaways and, and different foods like that, then fish and chips is is probably one of the more healthy uh, options that you can have. So I guess that's another reason that it's, it's very popular. So um, yeah, that's uh, I think that's pretty much everything that I wanted to talk about today. Uh, that's probably quite a lot of information about a seemingly basic topic like fish and chips. Um, but yeah, I hope you found uh, some of that interesting. Um, obviously, I know there's a lot of you that already that sorry a lot of you that are listening to this podcast that already live here in the UK so um, if you've tried fish and chips if you've been to a, a classic British fish and chip shop uh, I'd love to hear about your experience obviously you can you can talk to to me uh, within the group uh, that I mentioned earlier if you click on the link in the description wherever you are listening to this episode you'll be able to join our group you can come and tell us about your experiences with fish and chips uh, or maybe if you're planning to visit the UK this year or next year um and you're you're yeah planning to visit somewhere maybe you're interested in trying some fish and chips now you've got a little bit more information about it so um yeah i hope that was uh interesting and somewhat useful for you guys i hope you've enjoyed that episode thank you very much for listening and i'll look forward to speaking to you again in the next episode